this episode is is all about Samwise. Yeah, like, for this, sure. I think that's my. I, I'm. I did the you jester pill. The Samwise lifestyle, dude. Yeah, dude. Straight we need the up. Samwise lifestyle. Because. You know, you, you get black pilled, then you get white pilled, then you get jester pilled. I was on the jester train for a while, yeah. you know, the absurdist, laughing at all, and now it's like, dude, I'm just Samwise Gamgee. Yeah, I like, I, I am like in that. my being. I feel it. I'm short. I got hairy feet. I'm basically a <laughs> hobbit, bro. Yeah, close, I'm a hotep closest, hobbit. Closest thing to it on this earth. <laughs> That's gonna be my rap name, Hotep, hotep Hobbit. hobbit. Hell yes, dude. <laughs> Hell yes. Very nice. <laughs> Even though Bay always jokes like I'm more like Gimli. I'm like, I'm not that short, but I mean, yeah, red beard. Haha, yeah. that's hacky. Yeah. Whatever. Bay's a hack. Yo! Now is the time to wage fucking war against our hypocrites, bigots, and all you weak ass phonies that never really rose. Only survivors, they're gods, they're masters, and no Oh, got the fidget, fidgeting. He's over here fidgeting. This man fidgeting. Listen to that sound. Listen to that sound. Fidget spinner yeah. ASMR. Dude. <laughs> right up, right up our fans' alley. <laughs> Dude, this shit is so cash. I found it the other day. It's yeah. just been like around like my trinkets. Yeah. And I was like, dude, the bearings, listen to that shit. Like, the bearings you know are what still... They call, you know what that is? Like, it, the, like, the thing that it pleases in you? Or, like, what it that, that act is with, like, autism stuff? It's, oh, God. There's a word for it. I just learned it. it's called stimming. Stimming. Like, yeah. stimulation. Like, right. it's, it's very funny, because I just saw someone use it in a post the other day. I was like, what? I didn't know that's what they called it. I thought it was just being autistic, you know? Got a stim, bro. This I'm is over my here. stim spinner. I like, because I saw it, I was like, it was a weightlifter, and she's like, "Yeah, I stim a lot." And I was like, "Like you're taking roids? Like what? <laughs> okay, interesting. Well, like, Tell me more." I don't know. Is that like uh, whenever I play drums, like I always get like I lick my lips really bad. It's like a thing. Like, like I'm yeah. always making yeah, yeah, faces. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah, I, I, th- I think I, I'm sure there's plenty. Of I think stimming little... is more though. Like you just literally can't exist without a fidget spinner. Though. You're like you're moving you know, on the it's balls like, of your feet and doing all kinds right. of weird shit. Like Hitler at the Olympics. <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> That's just called tweaking, bro. <laughs> That's stimming of a different kind. <laughs> dude, that shit is. So That's doing tight. as many amphetamines as possible. <laughs> there's like uh, I was actually I was listening to some Evola book and he was talking about like people using meth as like a way of reaching higher like higher levels of consciousness i was like nah some people just like to bug out dude some people like being that fucking messed up that keyed up and crazy at all times but apparently like during that time period almost every world leader i mean still now i'm sure i mean how many stims do you think biden's on Good yeah, do Lord. you think uh people were trying to like chase the dragon though people were trying to have like dmt experiences just crack the fuck out for sure is that what was happening I, world leaders were like Every, all the decisions being made that were shaping reality were uh, being made by people whacked out on amphetamines and all kinds of stuff. You know, it's really interesting. I heard about like the Native Americans, like because I think like where the fuck did cigarettes come from and cigars and all that shit, right? Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, what they would do, and then you start thinking like, you know, the first person to like ever smoke a plant or something like 
I don't fucking know. How do you come up with that? But apparently... Yeah, the what trial these, and error process. But these Native Americans, what would happen is they would, like, burn, like, giant piles of shit. Like, they would just have giant like bonfires clear and or and something. Shit. Yeah. They're like, whoa, shit. Yes. And then they started hotboxing it. And then they would basically just make, like, a giant mound of tobacco leaves yeah. inside, like, a wigwam oh, or yeah. a teepee or whatever. Oh, yeah. smoke hut, dude. And they would just... <laughs> hotbox the fuck out of it and so they they said that like historians and people have said that native americans used to smoke so much nicotine they would fucking trip that's why they were so high test dude they would they would like literally lsd hallucinate off the nick bro bro did you see bojo's trying to take our nick from us bro oh the jewels no not only that more oppression has surfaced today about they're trying they've produced uh introduce something to like reduce the nicotine in cigarettes to zero at some point they're gonna start trying to take nicotine away like in general we're gonna have soy cigarettes we're gonna have soy cigarettes dude. we're gonna have diet cigs that's when the revolt needs to happen dude yo you take the, <laughs> dude you take you take the the line workers fucking cigarettes away bro this country will fall apart are they gonna overnight do it? are they gonna do it for dip too i think they already have they already have a nicotineless dip right now actually that just came out yeah, but when like you piss off Dipper Nation, dude. It's over for you. I think yeah. Okay, the cigarettes are one thing because those are all like the art student losers. But if you take take that away from the Dipper Nation, they're gonna fucking there's gonna be problems. There's gonna be, <laughs> there's gonna be fucking problems. You're gonna have some menace. On I'm your just tired. I mean, dude, us nicotine us nicotine abusers are the most depressed people in this country. I'd have to say, bro. You always hear that wives' tale that like nicotine's harder to kick than heroin it is <laughs> is it i feel like it well, is. i don't know i don't, well, I don't know I've, ever... I've never kicked heroin see so. that's what i'm saying like i, I, I see that shit it, I, you know what guys just for the sake of the pod i'm gonna give heroin a shot and we'll figure it out we'll do that experiment for you guys <laughs> <laughs> the boys get hooked on h <laughs> yeah, that's our next episode so we got a little uh we got a little brown here we're gonna shoot this up on air yeah, I don't, I, I don't know though. I feel like I kind of want to grant a little, you know, a little grace to the, to to the, the snackheads out there. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like, I've no, never, guys, I've never. You guys do have it rough. <laughs> yeah, because I've never like lost a job over smokes. You know, like I've never fucking. <laughs> we, I mean, I told the story a couple weeks. ago. I never a robbed a Seven Eleven because I couldn't get nicotine. Right? Yeah, for I've never sure. sucked dick for <laughs> cigarettes. <laughs> I don't like, shoot nicotine up into my arm. Just shooting and dip into my dick. Under my toenails. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I've never done that. We're going to get there, dude, because they're, they're ta- trying to take our medicine from us, dude. They suppress our medicine. They're going to give us microplastic cigarettes next, dude. It's going to be good for us. <laughs> oh, boy. Soon enough, we're just going to have McCormick's season shakers, yeah. but it's just, just microplastics. Just m- nicotine-free microplastics. Just pure BPA. Yeah, yeah, just the good stuff. BPA. The good that, stuff, dude. Yo, how did you get that nice sear, dude? Pure <laughs> BPA. Man, don't, don't even play, dude. Give it a few years. We're going to have cooking shows like that. It's going to be on Food Network, and they're going to be like, this new BPA from McCormick's is incredible. It's like, uh, along with all that Bill Gates synthetic beef push. Yeah, Like it's the Mantis beef. Yeah. There's some sus things going on, dude. Like... Oh, man. I'm amazed more normies aren't freaked out by Bill Gates. Honestly. I, yeah, well, he has, they've had, he has like, he has to have, like, his PR budget has to be fucking insane at this point, right? Because yeah. he's definitely PR managed. There's no doubt about that. Because, like, I was trying to look up something today because um, I posted that thing on the Instagram about the, um, and you can go follow us and check out our Instagram, Uncle Ted's, Uncle Under Ted's, Ted's. Underscore Uncle Ted score. Oh, God, I fucking Uncle spurned Cabin. out. Yeah, you know what? Go find it. But um, <laughs> so 
I posted that and it was Biden talking about this. There's going to be another pandemic and we have to prepare for it. Oh, yeah. Like the signaling is it does not. No one thinks that smacks is odd to just like that's not something you say. Like, I don't like the idea of expecting a pandemic. And then I was trying to find that thing of Bill Gates where he talked about if we use vaccines, we can get the population down to a certain level. If we that do was a, a really TED good talk job. from a number. Of yeah. Years and ago. they always and every single thing I could find on it. I couldn't find the quote, really. Mm-hmm. All I could find was that the quote was taken out of context. Every exactly. almost the first three pages of Google results is right. just it. Do, pages from india well here's news in india talking about how it was taken out of context so what they do though it's that snopes bullshit where you'll go to snopes and then like somebody will say something that's obviously true but they'll say "Mm, this is a half truth because they missed one little thing so i'm very familiar with that ted talk and i'm very familiar with the debunking and the argument is they say it's like a half truth because it's like well, he does want to keep population down, but he's not going to kill people. He doesn't want to depopulate. He just wants to prevent. Oh, yeah, dude. His, his whole thing, his whole argument is this, like, utopia, like, this health utopia where he's like, you know, if people live longer, have higher quality of life. And granted, he does nail this on the head. He says, if, you know, we take sexual education and mm. reproductive education seriously. Yeah. He said, you know, if we improve the quality of life for people and education... We're not going to see these, you know, what what Brzezinski would call useless eaters. Like, there's sure. so much. I mean, like, that, as, much, as much love and light as I am, yo, ju- we do have some sandbags well, floating around. And let's let's translate that whole thing into just I I should be able to choose who gets to live on this planet. Right. That's what that that's what that factors out to me. Yeah. And so you I know? mean, the, their little half true thing is like, oh, he doesn't want to depopulate. He just wants to prevent you know, unnecessary births. And by default, <laughs> that would slow the birth rate. Yeah. And it's His like, whole thing is controlling the birth rate. Yeah. But like you said, what that translates to is like, mm, give me more power. Yeah. I'm, I'm the one who, for some reason, because I have this X amount of money and X amount of influence, I should be the guy who gets to push the policies and decide. Yeah. I, and it's, it's like, I, I don't think anyone elected you, Bill. Not at all. And, and, yeah. and, I really can't believe more people aren't tipped off to it's like, okay, we're having a food shortage. He's big on synthetic beef. He just bought all this farmland. Yeah. He's the computer guy. So he's big on data. Like he was definitely, he invented like so much tech and like he very much is like a designer of the current paradigm. Like a lot of the technocratic hell world we live in, like we can thank Bill Gates. Yeah. It definitely traces back to him. He 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 amalgamated, he amalgamated the people and resources around him to create all the shit that is coming out now. And and everybody thinks he's he's evil, dude. The shit they did, they talk about with his like friend that was on his deathbed that owned part of Microsoft and Bill's in the other room. Like while this guy's fucking dying, Yeah, like scheming with this guy, like we got to get him cut out of the company. Like, we got to get make him give up all his shit so that we can get a hold of everything when he dies. And the dude was like, Bill, what the fuck, man? And <laughs> like, even as like we've a been friends man, forever, even like, as like a businessman, I heard he was like ruthless in yeah. dealings. He would steamroll people, there, steal ideas. There's a reason that guy pied him in the face that one time. Yeah, there's a reason that fucking happened. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. My alarm bells are always going dude, off around that and, guy. But he's just got the he's got the the cool Uncle Bill like sweater PR on lock. Yeah, they and taught so, him how to mask his true like his true personality. Yeah, you just go on Colbert a couple times and boom. That little smirk laugh he does, that's him like controlling this boiling ruthlessness that lives inside of him. 
I think personally, I can you can, I can just you can like you watch enough of these like press conferences with people and you can read it in people and see yeah. that there's like a raging sociopathic psycho under there. Mm-hmm. Genuinely, speaking of the the food shortages, yeah, I read a, a little interesting thing the other day that I guess I didn't really pay attention to at first. And I don't think anyone's really paying attention to, but this guy, he made a post and was basically like, yo, I'm a meathead. Like I grill all the time. Like I'm that dad. I'm like that guy. He's like, I take my meat seriously. I pay attention to prices. And he talks about, you know, he always goes after quality meats. And so there's a difference between USDA prime cuts which are like the best, obviously, Correct. highest price per pound. Right. And then there's choice cuts. And then there's like bottom of the barrel, you know, like scrapping. <laughs> yeah, the garbage. The scrapple. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was like, yo, no one's really talking about this because I'll even admit in our grocery stores, people have been signaling shortages for a while. But I think in our area, we've been spoiled because I haven't started to see our butcher yeah. start running low until the past couple weeks. Okay. So I actually am noticing it in the neighborhood. Yeah. Well, here's what he said. He said, as a guy who pays attention to, you know, quality cuts of meat, there hasn't been prime in, in months, almost over a year or something. Probably. So his argument is that the shortage number one, but also the inflation rate, the inflation rate is so like, we don't understand how bad it is right now because, okay, you're looking at choice cuts Choice cuts are not prime. So you're looking at your choice cuts and it's like 22 a pound and all this crazy shit like that. You're looking at all these insane prices. Imagine what the prime is. Oh, God. It's, it's probably like a tank of gas. And he said, I haven't seen prime hardly anywhere. It's also probably not worth it for the fucking farmers right now. Exactly. Not the farmers and especially the grocery stores. They're not going to buy it because they're like, what average Joe is yeah. going to spend 55 a pound on this brisket or something? Like People at Whole Foods in like the Denver area maybe might. So I thought that was a really unique perspective of just yeah. like, you know, what we're seeing is well, bad already, but we're not taking into account that there's been like a, a, a disappearance of prime on, meat. On top of like the industrial sabotage stuff going on right now, too, that seems to be rampant, honestly. Yeah. What was up with the that cow thing in Kansas? Did you see like 10,000 cows? There was that video. Oh, that they just dropped dead? That ju- And they were all like lined up. Oh, no. I, I thought I saw it, but I didn't. it didn't strike me. Dude, hold on. And Let I didn't actually. I pull yeah. There's well, like this. Like, there's a whole thing going. Let me, I'm going to grab a seltzer. Yeah, get a polar boy. Fucking thirsty. I got cold in mouth. But, um, yeah, like on top of that, the, the feed prices are what's really going up right now, too. And the feeding feed generation plants have also been part of this industrial sabotage stuff that's been going on. Mm-hmm. Today, uh, one of the or recently in the past couple of days, one of the major lines that transports uh, like industrial feed for animals somewhere out West, I believe mm-hmm. uh, a coal train fucking derailed and like 15 cars. Like that's going to take a long time to clean up. There's fucking coal everywhere. Oh, I did see that. And like that's, that's that reeks to me of industrial sabotage. So look, look at this footage. Now they're claiming this is all because of, um, Climate change, Global heat warming. stroke, and yeah, it's all sudden that. arrhythmic death syndrome in cows.
Well, the video is heartbreaking, showing thousands of dead cattle. Yeah, that video has gone viral, being shared on Facebook more than 50,000 times. And now the Kansas Livestock Association says what happened is devastating. Hey, Eli Higgins joins us now in Dude, the studio. Dude, you like the line of cattle, horrible. So what happened? It's insane. Yeah, Kitty, well, cattle die from weather around this time every year. We're told any one of last weekend's weather events wouldn't have been a problem. It was the combination of several things at once. Yeah, so look, yeah, they're, they're blaming weather. Shocking videos like field. this spread like wildfire Wednesday, claiming a Bro. heat wave killed these cattle in southwest Kansas. And headlines Bro. like this claimed more than 10,000 had died. It left many people wondering if it's even real. I have. <laughs> is it even real? That's a good question, Mr. Reporter. It is fucking real, dog. That, and I've seen tweets. When I and, see stuff like that, man, that just like, I get this sinking feeling, bro. Yeah, and I've like, seen tweets that are like unbelievable. Like farmers are saying like, this is unbelievable. Like I'm being paid 2300 per head to, you know, like call my herd. And like, this is insane. Like I wouldn't be surprised if this guy literally got a kickback or got paid to take all his shit just off the market, like just literally annihilate your herd. Yeah, may, you I know mean, what? I'll grant it very well could have been fucked up weather. Yeah, it could be fucked 10, up weather. 10,000? But. Oh, but my thing is like, okay, they said last year it was hot as fuck too. Why didn't this happen last year? Why didn't this happen during COVID? Like, well, they're we going to hear about it. You and they're going to say, we didn't fucking hear about it. Well, it's just the perfect storm of weather events, you know, Yeah, just like this heat dome. That's and, the, and they're hoping that we're all too stupid to fucking pick up. Well, it's when, like, it's, dude, when it's presented this way, how easy is it to fucking fall for it? Yeah, you got the suits telling you within like an authoritative way they're acting. They're Remember, these, these are the same cats who did the every where they all did the same video of the this is very dangerous to our democracy. Just you, you can never forget that when you're just watching local news. Classic. You can never That's forget that. You know, you can never forget it. Yeah, I, I don't know. And so when you start connecting the big picture, though, to yeah. like all the plane crashes, the fires, the feed, the feed costs, the fact that there's no prime, there's only choice. And so like what we think is crazy inflation isn't even the half of it because we're not seeing the prime numbers. I'd love to see um, some kind of thing that shows me how many of these synthetic meat labs Bill Gates has built in the past two years. Right. I would love to see that. I would love to find that information somewhere. And it's because it, uh, because this is a perfect chance for him to step in, right, and be like, "I'm saving the fucking world right now." And it's the same kind of collusion where, like, you look at you know the Biden administration and a bunch of leftists wanting to shut down American oil independence. Yeah, they want to start importing. We're looking at gas prices. Oh, and their solution: buy a Tesla. Br it's like the perfect merger of corporation and state. Yeah, and and like it's the definition hand hand. of fascism. Yeah, right? it's 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 definite, but it's it's this new breed of fascism that's really good at because it's not doing any, um, it's doing negligible genocide. You know, well, it's fascism with a rainbow flag. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're still like they're still doing evil things, but it's like negligible to most people. Like us, just murdering people in the Middle East isn't a big deal. You know. Yeah. Like they don't care. No, Americans don't give a shit about that anymore. You know, that doesn't matter. It's it's wild, man. It's it's really frustrating to watch and like know like what's going on. Like today, like Biden a couple hours ago did something. Uh, he gave like a little thing about gas prices and was like companies that are running these gas stations, you need to lower your prices and do it now. And it's like, what? You're like blaming individual gas station owners now? Like, bro, they operate on razor thin margins. You know, they gas stations, they make more off a bottle of water than they do off a gallon of gas. I believe it. 
that's a fucking factual thing. You can look it up. It's completely factual. And uh, one of the few times we do that here, you <laughs> could say something with certainty. <laughs> yeah, with certainty. And, um, it's fucking wild, like, because he said that, and it's like, okay, that is such an out of touch statement that you. It also shows that you have like a complete misunderstanding of basic economics and how like that shit works. And well, they're way. still on. I think they're still stuck on trickle down. Mm-hmm. Like they're still pushing the trickle down psyop, which is why well, no, we're not even trickling down now. We're in the suck it up phase, dude. Yeah, they're sopping up all the extremist extre- extremity wealth mm-hmm. from the middle class. The lower class has been fucked for a long well, time. Well, the trickle down is the psyop to be like, hey, if you guys just let the one percent flourish, yeah. it'll come back to you. That's the psyop. Nobody it, ever realized they were holding the graph upside down. <laughs> yeah, and nobody ever nobody ever realized that like none of that ever circles back. None of that circulates. It never worked. It never fucking worked. And I, I don't know. I think uh, like it's the definition of neolib. Yeah, for sure. Is that they're basically just like pushing Reaganomics, just everything with a rainbow flag, though. So they're yeah. winning the social battle. And, and and people, like you said, they're getting Funko Pop nerds to like cheer on wars. Yeah, and they're, they're getting people to like be like, no, well. I'm I'm comfortable with these gas prices. I'm like yeah. this is unprecedented. Then, like how can you trick yourself into being like okay with he, anything? He even tried to say like it's a time of war, you know, the situation with Ukraine and it's like, bro, we were at war with Afghanistan and Iraq for the past 20 fucking years and this did not happen. Well, that's cuz You we cannot were, blame it on that. We were getting in on the deals over there. You just can't blame it on that though. It doesn't that doesn't make any fucking sense. Cuz how often were the memes were over there for the oil? And there's they're And pu- now we know we were over there for the oil and yeah. the poppy. And they're pulling more out of our strategic reserves than some countries OPEC countries produce in a day, bro. That is like we are being placed either through incompetence or pure evil in a very precarious fucking position right now mm-hmm. and then on top of that you got the gun thing they passed through last night Ooh, what was that they passed they uh i think they all came to the compromise on the little gun bill that basically just made it so probably red flag laws are going to be universal and we can, i let me i want to go on a little bit about red flag laws because i think a lot that's of people might nuts. not know how they operate that's um, nuts red flag laws allow cops to unconstitutionally show up to your house raid your house take your guns without any due process or guilt and all that has to happen is your neighbor doesn't like you and says you're a threat to them and others that's all that has to happen and the cops will kick your fucking door in possibly kill you in the raid more than likely um you get whisked off to a mental health evaluation for three days with no due process then if they deem that you're saying they'll let you go but then you have to go through the process of getting all your firearms back from the cops which is a milieu of red tape and paper that will probably take you several years yeah it's insane and no fucking logical human being should fucking support these things because they will only and there's been plenty of cases already in states that have implemented these laws where they have been used for nefarious purposes by people who don't like someone yeah i mean the whole idea they will be abused a hundred percent. The whole idea behind a red flag law, like you said, just basically kind of eliminates due process. Yep, that's the whole point of it. And all you need is a red flag. That I mean, that's literally it. All you need is someone which to, could be anything. So I a, actually a post online, right? It and be so anything. I know a person. Uh, I wouldn't say we're like closer friends, but I know the story about them that they shared, and uh, <laughs> basically their significant other was in like some drama bullshit with some people and 
I'll just go ahead and say right now that they're all like blue hair, tanky. Yeah, yeah. Like it's that crowd. It's the cancel culture crowd. Mm-hmm. And so I hate the, to say it, but those, I think those are the kind of people though those that, are the, yeah. that would abuse red flag laws because it's a way to like cancel IRL. It's, it's like, yeah. it's like low key swatting. Well, it's also, you can swat an individual well, like, and these are the kind of people who get so upset over like dumb social aspects mm-hmm. that they're, they're asked their idea. That that what they want to do is destroy the people who are against their social ideology. Oh, for sure. It's that classic mentality of like, you're not with me, you're my enemy. So what happened with this person was that their significant other was caught up in like some online drama, you know, just people posting and talking shit and calling people out and Mm -hmm. just dumb, dumb internet shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, someone had basically called... Uh, I don't know who they called, whether it was police or something, but like they have mental health red law, red flag laws too, where yep. if somebody, at least here in Virginia, yeah. if you think somebody's suicidal or you think somebody is a it's threat to themselves yeah, yeah. or others, mm-hmm. if you think somebody's dangerous, you can literally call the cops or somebody and, and they get um, legally kidnapped by the state. Yep. So again, like you said, without due process, you know, uh, 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 against... Our constitutional rights they show up to your house or wherever you're at they legally kidnap you and they whisk you away and this person was detained at a, a mental health facility and questioned and all this that they were basically legally kidnapped yep and all because some person was mad at them or some person like wanted to be petty you know, yeah, and, and, and it ruins lives. It's like anyone who thinks a red flag law well, is a good idea doesn't understand like autocracy and, and, and they also overreach. They don't care about their fellow man, no matter how much they post online about how they're in solidarity with somebody like they, you don't care about your fellow human being. If you think them being red flagged is OK. I'm sorry, you don't care about them. If you're going to sick the state on somebody, that's really what it is, though. It's like like you have a dog, you have an attack dog, and now it's like, oh, I can sick the state on you. Yeah, it's like, oh, we shouldn't call the cops, but also we should give them overwhelming powers to just do whatever they want to people if I need them to. Yeah. Like, that is like... I mean, I know like too many podcasts, and even we do it, like the hypocrisy of that is like, it's it's really easy to say, but it's true. It's just absolutely the most hypocritical worldview possible. It's like, do you like guns? No. Do you like the police? No. Do you think the police should be the only people with guns? Uh, yes. Uh, like just yes. Just brain shortage. <laughs> like like something in your brain is not firing on all You're cylinders. Not wired right, man. It's just it's yeah. people. Well, it's a lot of people whose mentality like they come into things like if they if they were like man on the street interviewed, and they're just like the government needs to pass laws to do this and this and take care of us. It's like their mentality is that they want the state to take care of them. Mm-hmm. So I think naturally, in the disconnect in their brain allows them to say like, yeah, like we should give them as much power as possible to do things, despite like not even thinking for a second like, oh, that could be used against me somehow. And that's inevitably like where it all comes to, like it's going to be used on you in some way. You know, like they're going to get you to vote for it. They're going to sigh up you and your side and they're going to sigh up whatever and say, basically, that whole thing we talk about inviting evil into your life. They're going to get people to vote for their own demise. They're going to get people to cheer red flag laws. You know, they're going to get people to cheer on. And that's why, like, 
you know what? They're not going to take their guns. They want to. They want to come door to door. I don't think that's going to happen. I think what they're going to do is they're going to keep putting the social pressure on yep. through all these agent provocateurs and false flags yep. and all this stuff. And they're going to keep putting social pressure on until we vote for our own demise. Yeah. We're going to get to a point where they're going to put stuff on referendums. And they're going to put stuff on midterms. They're going to put stuff on Senate runoffs and all these elections. And people are literally going to start voting for their own demise. I mean, and they've been for a long time. We voted our way into this mess. Yeah, it how do you think you're going to vote your way out now? <laughs> yeah, it's literally like it doesn't. And how, okay, even thing. okay, when it comes to power structures too, like how often do we mention the fact that like the rules are made for the people who created the game? Right. You know, think about it this way: think about the government as like a casino or the lottery. You know, and, and people they yeah, get they're the, that they're the house. They're the house. Yeah, exactly. And the house so, always fucking wins. They're not in the business. A casino no. is not in the business of giving money away. Yeah, no. They, I mean, you literally cannot operate that way. No. And I mean, the state, I mean, you kind of have to look at it the same way. And the, their rules and their laws, they're the house. They're never going to do anything that's going to harm them. They're only going to Emperor Palpatine episode one. Yeah. They're always going to expand dude. their power, try to take more, become more of a part of your daily life. Because that's what they want to do that's when we say control control mm -hmm. that's what it comes down to is like the state wants to interject itself into literally every single part of your life whether it's to extort you for money whether it's to control your behavior yeah. whatever it is and they're psyoping people into voting for their own demise and that's it, it, the hypocrisy of all of that yeah you know i mean it's wild it's 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 frustrating to watch sometimes like but yeah, the whole red flag, it's just crazy because, like, the people that they got to, like, come over, and, and this is, like, again, back to the voting thing, like, they showed the names of the Republicans who voted against these gun things, or for these gun things, who cooperated, essentially, you know, the 14, the bare minimum margin they needed mm -hmm. to get it done, and it's all the usual suspects, you know? The rhinos. Yeah, yeah, it's all the usual suspects, and these guys are, like, giddy, like, there's people, like, reporting about what's going on on the floor, and this guy's, like, supposedly... I mean, and like, I don't give a fuck about Republicans or Democrats, but based on their ideology, this guy, John Conran, is supposed to be a Republican. He's down there talking and joking with like dim senators like, yeah, we do. He's like, first, it's the guns. Then we'll do the immigration legislation. He's like, we're going to get it done. And it's like, so they're doing shit to fuck us over. But then as much as they can to like help other people who are coming to this country. Mm -hmm. like illegal immigrants who are coming to this country. Like they give more of a shit about those people than they really do about us at the end of the day. And I'm not to say that those people aren't like having issues in their mm -hmm. country and trying to escape bad things, but it's kind of wild to look at how much disdain they have for us. And yet you motherfuckers keep voting for these idiots. Well, how much of that though, uh, the open border policies, do you think play into the grand conspiracy of it all? Yeah. You know, well, because if we're looking at destabilizing a country, you can't do any one thing. Yeah. And so it's got to be all, there's this all sides push. Storm, yeah. Right. And so open borders like that's right. They want us to feel we they they either they want us. They want half the people to feel like the government doesn't care about me. They care more about these people. Yeah. So then that half loses trust in the government. And then the other half that are cheering it on, you know, when you're looking at it, I mean, they're they're treating immigrants as a voting block. And they're using them, mm -hmm. number one. For sure. But number two, there's a lot of like 
you know, sown discord through it. There's a lot of, you know, destabilizing the society. And how much do we talk about, you know, with the, with the Southern border being as porous as it is, it's not just Hispanics coming over for sure. There's people from Asia and middle East and all over the place that are coming here through that border. They're flying into central and South America and walking with the coyotes. And so when you look at the perfect storm of the food, the gas, the border. Yeah. That's why people are in that big panic is yeah, because it's, like it's it seems like it's all being done to destabilize us as a whole. And it stops looking like uh, a bunch of situations all happening at once. And yeah. it looks like starts looking like again a grand conspiracy that is purposely being engineered. Exactly. I mean, I, I mean I feel like I feel like I'm assuming a lot, but I think the goal here is to like replace the working class or essentially replace like the normal American working class with a subservient base who will you know, who's hooked on give me's and give outs mm-hmm. who can then do like, will be to avoid having that taken from them. We'll make sure that they do whatever it needs to be done to make sure they keep getting that. Whereas the rest of like America, and that's not to denigrate anybody, but like most of the working class here is used to working every fucking day for what they have. We're not all on give me's, you know, some people are, but cause they're just, they're poor. That's just fucking fact of life. Yeah. But like, I think they want to replace that middle class with an like just they just want a lower class. They don't want a middle class anymore. You know, it's it's an erosion of the middle class that's being done on purposefully right now. I think all peasants. Yeah, they just want peasants. It's like a, reinventing the castle, baby. Mm-hmm. Reinventing the castle. So I don't know, man. It's definitely spooky to watch happen. I mean, that cow video fucking sent me for a loop. But um, I don't know. Where you know where do we go from here? What's the next step? I mean, I'm watching this stuff. I'm watching all these things happen. Like, you know, what's the? Do you think there's a speck of light somewhere, or is it just a downhill roll right now? Bro, there is always a speck of light. All right. I mean, you can't keep me down. Right. I mean, just straight up. But I think. I think. At the end of the day, one of the hardest pills to swallow is knowing that on some level, you are powerless to a lot of these structures. Surely. And one could even argue that this whole podcast is one giant cope. You know? <laughs> I mean, honestly. <laughs> yeah, but it's a fun cope. Yeah, and so cope. that's. I think that's why we're kind of always advocating you know, reliance of self Mm -hmm. because all the shit that we talk about illustrates the fact that you can't rely on the people in charge. For sure. I mean, period. Look at the things they've done, the stuff that we go over on the show, the things they've done in the past. Yeah. And so I really, I really think like, you know, I've changed my mind on a lot of things before, Mm -hmm. but one thing that I still feel very strongly about is that, you know, we just have to withdraw yeah. from these systems. Right, right. Stop giving it your energy. Stop giving it your attention. If you don't like social media, well, stop getting on it mm-hmm. or interacting in a certain way. You know, yeah, like yeah. in the I, toxic way. <laughs> like I, I have an Instagram, but like I feel like I have a healthy relationship with it. Sure. I don't have superfluous stuff. I don't have a Twitter. I don't have a TikTok. I got rid of Facebook a long time ago. And so I think there are healthy ways to interface with a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the light is. Like the light <coughs> really comes down to like your personal, like how you're living your life and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, how much do we talk about the collective consciousness growing mm-hmm. as an individual 
you know, benefits everybody. For sure. You know, that the only thing you can do, like I do feel powerless to a lot of shit, but the one thing I'm not powerless over is getting out of bed in the morning and like sucking the day's dick. <laughs> that I, That is something so I true. can do. So true. <laughs> and I don't know, man. I think... I think the light, there isn't like some big like QAnon, like light at the end of the tunnel. No. Trust the plan. Oh, yeah. You know, there's like no, there's no. There's no plan. There's no light <laughs> there's at the no, end of the no tunnel. There's no plan to trust. <laughs> yeah. But, but you know, in your own life, the things that you can do is like stop giving your attention, stop giving your money yeah. to, to places, you know, sure. like how often do I talk about, you know, if you don't like billionaires, stop buying Amazon. For sure. If you don't like you know, the way something's going, like think critically about like how you're actually contributing to it. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, uh, it, these conversations, I like to think that we're helping people, but at the end of the day, like, I don't know. It could just be one giant cope. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I don't know. I'm having fun. We're having fun, having but hey, you know, I'm, I'm cool saying, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, and, and, and that's how I approach almost everything, every conspiracy, every, Every bit of news, every article, every whatever is just, dude, I don't fucking know. Someone's lying to me somewhere. History, we don't know what the fuck has happened throughout history. Right. There's so many versions of history. So then you try to make sense of history to understand how we got where we are. And since we don't have a clear roadmap yeah, of the past, path, yeah. it's, it's even more challenging to make sense of what's going on right now. And, and so... All this shit starts piling up. I like almost had a little mini panic attack the other night after I smoked that dab with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, I had to sit down. <laughs> but you guys that. left. I hadn't. And then you're just here like, oh, God. <laughs> Dude, I had like a mini panic attack. Oh, fuck. Straight up about just being like, I like, we can't fix a lot of this stuff. Like, honestly, we just can't. And so, like, how do you figure, how do you navigate that? And, yeah. and the light that I always find is like, you know, just making light in my personal life, loving, loving Bay, loving my family, you know, doing stuff with the homies, well, yeah. you know, playing magic with you. Like, and I think that that plays back to this line from uh, this book, Ride the Tiger that I, I've been reading by Julius Avola. I quote the guy a lot, but I love him. I think he has, he's a pretty good, great philosopher, but you know, he, he has some bad points to him, but it, I like his shit. But, um, and it's, he says in Ride the Tiger, he says, there's men among the ruins who are still willing to fight despite their losing positions. And I think that's kind of where we are now in this world, you know? Like, we just, we're carrying on. Dude, I really, really want to play this Samwise Gamgee it's, speech. Yeah. Bro. Do it. So I watched, I made Bay watch all the Lord of the Rings on my week off. Yeah. It was my vacation. So I was like, yo, I'm picking what we're watching every fucking night this week. And it took us all week, but... We we watched all three of them. She finally said, not extended. I didn't punish her with oh, the extended. Oh, man, what? I know. That's I the, told her we'll have to go back. That's the goaded way. It is. I know, but she's not She's not on that level yet. Yeah, yeah. We're working our way up. That's, that's what you do with your Discord buddies. We did that one time. We watched all the extended fucking versions together. Dude. It was good. Oh, man. She made she made so much fun of me because I cried during uh during Return of the King. Yeah. When Erica, you bow to no one. Because yeah. normally, dude, normally it's the thing epic. is... I, <laughs> I normally like because you know she's the mommy GF, so yeah. like I lay in her lap and she like play with my hair and we'll watch TV on the couch <laughs> for like an hour before we go up. So normally I lay in her lap, but 
we were watching the end of Return of the King, right. and I knew we had to switch. I was like, "Why don't you lay on me tonight?" Like, I you know. <laughs> and so, so she's like, "Okay, whatever." Like, all right, she's laying on me, and then we get to the end, and he's like, "You bow to no one," and I'm just, <laughs> I'm like bawling, and yeah, she's yeah. like, "Dude, are you fucking crying? Like, oh, you yeah, fucking dude. loser." No, dude, I always get a little, I always get a little emotional, like uh, the ride of the Rohirrim, like it, when Gandalf shows oh, up at the God. end of the two towers, and you're like. Yes. <laughs> Thank <So> God. <laughs> this this speech actually I've been meaning for the past couple of weeks I've been meaning to bring this up. Yeah. But I feel like this Samwise Gamgee speech like I'm just going to I'm just going to turn it up and turn it on. Yeah, let's roll. And, oh my god. Jacked in and jacked off. Dude. This is literally <laughs> this summarizes this is the light. Samwise yeah. Gamgee is the light. Okay. He definitely is the most pure being uh in Lord of the Rings for sure. We shouldn't even be here. But we are. It's like in the great stories, Mr. Frodo. The ones that really mattered. Full of darkness and danger they were. And sometimes you didn't want to know the end. Because how could the end be happy? How could the world go back to the way it was when so much bad happened? But in the end, it's only a passing thing. The shadow. Even darkness must pass. A new day will come. And when the sun shines, it'll shine out the clearer. Those were the stories that stayed with you. That meant something. Even if you were too small to understand why. But I think, Mr. Frodo, I do understand. I know now. Folk in those stories had lots of chances of turning back, only they didn't. They kept going. Because they were holding on to something. What are we holding on to, Sam? But there's some good in this world, Mr. Furl. And it's worth fighting for. Woo! <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Gollum was tearing up. <laughs> He's like, damn. <laughs> Goated. Goated. Imagine what it... <laughs> well, guest appearance from Sam Hyde. Yeah, just immediately goes to a Sam Hyde video. <laughs> My algorithm's fucked. <laughs> no, nah, dude, but for real, like, when that... When, when I heard that speech, like, you know, you watch movies and shit, and then I feel like, you know, you go through things, you come back to... To, to movies or songs even or art and it it hits different yeah for sure and everything Samwise said like I'm fucking tearing up right now man Sam White Pill Gamgee dude 
dude. I needed that one. Sam is a fucking light worker. I needed that one, dude. I needed that one. Yeah, so you know what? I think this episode is is all about Samwise. Yeah, like for this, sure. I think that's my... I I'm, I did the you jester pill. The Samwise lifestyle, dude. Yeah, dude. Straight up. We need the up. Samwise lifestyle. Because... You know, you, you get black pilled, then you get white pilled, then you get jester pilled. I was on the jester train for a while, yeah. you know, the absurdist, laughing at all, and now it's like, dude, I'm just Samwise Gamgee. Yeah, I like, I, I am I like in that. my being. I feel it. I'm short. I got hairy feet. I'm basically a <laughs> hobbit, bro. Yeah, close, I'm a hotep closest, hobbit. Closest thing to it on this earth. <laughs> That's gonna be my rap name, Hotep, hotep Hobbit. hobbit. Hell yes, dude. <laughs> Hell yes. Very nice. <laughs> Even though Bay always jokes like I'm more like Gimli. I'm like, I'm not that short, but I mean, yeah, red beard. Haha, yeah, yeah. that's hacky. Yeah. Whatever. Bay's a hack. <laughs> <laughs> Got her ass, dude. Damn. Yeah, man. That's you've been not... doing uh you've been doing some research this week though. Dude, right? I did. I was kind of trying to figure out a poignant point to <laughs> switch into that, but uh, I guess we can take a little left turn if we like. Uh yeah, I'd been like it kind of coalesced cuz like I was listening to the Rise and Fall of the Third Reich uh on audiobook and I'd listened to this other one called The Hidden Nazi. I think I talked about it a few episodes ago. You were ago. having a real autistic week. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I've been be working like crazy and I got to stay entertained and that Rise and Fall of the Third Reich is like 55 hours long. Oh, shit. So that's a nice long audiobook that you can just dig into Hell in a yeah. few shifts and like get through it, you know? Uh, but it was really interesting and it got me thinking. Like, I was like, oh, you know, it'd be good to bring this show. Maybe some like, let's talk about some like World War II conspiracy theories that like the big ones that really hit and kind of. And we've, we've touched on them before here and there, you know, different kind of stuff. But I picked a few that were pretty interesting. Then I, I dude, digging through the information was a fucking crapshoot a lot of the times. Because they almost all end up kind of being disproved at some point, you know? True. So it's a matter of, like, well, how much do you believe the official narrative? So, like, any of these we're looking at, it's like, well, how much... I mean, that's what the show is. How much do we believe official narratives about things? Sure. So, to start it off, we got the Antarctic base of the Nazis. Let's go. So, we know that... We talked about it before, the Agartha map... On how, like, they entered through under Antarctica. There was that map about, like, the bearings. They It was in German. It was found after the war. And it was about what they had to do to get under there. Like, the certain bearings and actual, like, ballast they had to do for the sub. Yeah, it was an To official, get through those underground canyons and Yeah, it stuff. was an official Nazi map and, like, guide on how to get to a garden. Yeah, with their orders and, like, what they were supposed to do when they get there and, like, what to do. And the Nazis did have some interest in Antarctica. And actually, as recently as 2017, I believe... Russia found the Nazi base in the Arctic that no one really knew existed as well. There was one up there. Like the northern Arctic? Yeah, the northern Arctic. Yeah. So, I mean, we know they were doing shit in the icy regions of the world. Mm -hmm. They were up to something. So, um, the Nazis began to show an interest in Antarctica in the late 30s. They went down there, and they were the goal was to set up this place. They sent a ship down there, an expedition to survey it, but it was never really fully realized, at least according to the official narrative. And it was a place they found. It was New Sh New Schwabia, New Schwabia Land, or something like that. New Schwabland, um, and it's this area. That's that, not sus at all. Yeah, well, you the know, of course, Schwabland. Right. We all know Mr. Schwab's connect. His family is, has Nazi ties and whatnot. Very interesting stuff. Oh, that's there. so spooky. And a lot of elites like to go to fucking Antarctica for some fucking reason. Yeah, like John Kerry. There's was there, something like, going. On why did night. Why did you fly there election night? Still doesn't make. Still not gotten an answer for that. The penguins, bro. Yeah, I'm just here to check out the penguins. But uh, there was a lot of talk. Like, there's been different stories told by different people. And um, they claim, like, oh, it was actually in, like, an iceless, like, kind of 
almost oasis zone down there where there was uh-huh. no fucking ice and it was actually semi-tropical allegedly and like that kind of stuff which we know goes back to like hyperborea and all that kind of shit Yo, which by the way quick interjection i'm pretty sure next week my buddy with the bird box is coming by that is yeah y'all and are gonna want but bro he literally has newspaper clippings from the 50s yeah. that say admiral bird on operation high jump you know, they were flying over and they were describing oasis and they were describing like, like places, tropical yeah. areas, mm. like you were saying. So why How are strange. we why are we psyoped into thinking it's complete ice like just ice fucked up? And then it makes you ask why they're so concentrated on trying to preserve the ice there and all those things. And you're like, well, name why? me name me another cause. <laughs> name me another cause on this earth. That literally every single country has signed a treaty on. That doesn't expire till 2048. The Antarctic Treaty. Yeah, that doesn't expire till 2048. That's. Was it like a hundred year treaty? It must have been. It It must have been like the end of the 40s when they did it. Dude, and it's nuts because that like coincides with Operation High Jump, a lot of the stuff going on. And then they're like, yo, we need to keep this shit under wraps. Yeah. The elites were like, yo, this is going to be our little hideout. Don't let anybody know about Antarctica. Yeah. I don't know. Antarctica. Antarctica. Never before. New Schwabland. Have I penetration of the water in 1999? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Antarctica. Antarctica. Drink the salt water. It tastes like shit. Never before have I drank the ocean of Antarctica. In 1999. Pretty hype. I mean, honestly, that's probably what I would do. Shout out, Bruce. Yeah, very cool, Bruce. Thank you. Uh, so the expedition was sent to claim an area referred to as New Schwabenland, but was later claimed by Norwegians after the Germans left. And they claimed the Germans were there just to protect their whaling interests. But I don't. I think we all know that's probably not <laughs> their whaling the, yeah. interests. You know how the Nazis were big on whaling. I think but, the Dutch were. Oh yeah, that was a whole the thing. The Dutch definitely were. Um, and the Germans left the area. Historians claim that there was no more Nazi activity in Antarctica for the rest of World War II. And that's where we kind of start getting into the conspiracy theories, like the Agartha map, high jump, bird, all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, why the fuck do you bring a guy back, put him in isolation, tell him he's not allowed to say anything, give him a medal of honor and send him on his very way? <laughs> like, that just seems weird to me. Right? That's, that's pretty Kinda odd. I mean, if you did that nowadays, I don't think the kind of media storm that would create, I don't think any, everyone would be like, what? Yeah, so I mean, what people, I, it amazes me that people just don't want to admit that, like, Antarctica yeah. is sus. And so we all know, like, the Nazi rat lines were a thing. Tons, they had, they knew that they were doing, like, sus-ass shit, and they were going to have to have an escape plan at some point. Mm-hmm. That was kind of their, half of their, half of their focus the whole time the war was going on. I was like, yeah, we got to make sure we get the fuck out when this inevitably, this house of cards inevitably falls on us. They had a crazy tunnel system, yeah. both like rat lines, yeah. but also like underground bases. Like, yeah. where do you think we got the inspiration for domes? Tons of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, dude, the, half of what Von Braun did was in like underground mountainside bases with, they kept their, they took literal like concentration camp slaves and made them like work on the rockets and stuff. Von Nuts. Braun was part of that, even as much as he, NASA likes to link us think he didn't do anything bad. Fuck NASA! He didn't do anything bad. But, uh, so, we have the curious case of U-530 and U-977, which are two Nazi U-boats. Mm-hmm. And there was another one that was U-230, which I think I may have talked about, which had, like, Nazi nuclear material on it, and they were trying to deliver it to the Japanese in an True. effort to still win the war, but they got captured off the coast of uh, Newfoundland by the Canadians, or surrendered. And a lot of people believe that that nuclear material actually may have been used for the Manhattan Project. Oh, shit. Yeah, because they had, because the Nazis had control of Czech uranium mines. 
and that was like some of the purest purest uranium in the world at the time mm -hmm. and it was perfect for making fissile material from nukes uh and they're the new nazis you know despite what people may know or not know about the nazis they were in fact trying to develop a nuke i mean everybody was at that time that sure. was a fucking main goal so july 10th u530 shows up in argentina post-german surrender already setting off alarm bells yeah you know like this boat full of nazis shows up like uh i think it was in like it, yeah it's a few months after the fall of berlin like they've been rolling around and then they just pop up in fucking argentina so rumors swirled that it brought the top echelons of the nazi party there to escape surrender like all the guys who didn't get tried at nuremberg yeah and i mean there's there's like whole german towns yeah. in argentina yeah yeah, yeah. it's weird it's big really weird. family ties deep in the jungle fucking german style architecture I mean, that's <laughs> like, one of the like that's one of the oldest or like first World War II conspiracies I was introduced to yeah. was Hitler's not dead. It was a body double and he's in Argentina. Yeah. Cause I mean, even the stories of like what the Russians did with his body, they claim like the Russians took his head and still have it somewhere. Yeah. And like, I, you know, you're like, Oh, but he suicided. So like, Oh, it's just the whole thing seems sus. Yeah. So, and a lot of people have that like age advanced photo of Hitler that claims a photo of him as an old man in Argentina. And I've it's like, no, that. you just photoshopped that. Yeah. But good try, though. <laughs> so, it was a rumor, a rumor start, the rumor itself about the top Nazi echelons being there was started by a Hungarian exile who was a Nazi sympathizer in Argentina. Um, and he wrote a very like suspiciously detailed account of how these people allegedly got to Argentina. Everyone's like, this guy has like a lot of weird inside info that wouldn't make sense for people to have. So that's kind of what sort of lending credence to you to, to the story itself. So he later published a book called Hitler is alive where he claimed there was a Nazi Antarctic base. And that's kind of where the mythos of the Nazi Antarctic base really started. Was this guy's book? Yeah. His book Hitler's alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, no references to it exist before the publication of that. Book. He, he wrote the first green text. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was he was Anon, dude. <laughs> the he, first he was, Anon. He was the first Anon, bro. And so that kind of, like, at that point, that's kind of where my research on Nazi Antarctic base kind of petered out. You can't really find too much else that makes much sense other than this guy kind of, he, I mean, he wrote a very deep, I kind of want to get the book to see if I can actually get a real account of it and look at it. Because mm -hmm. I couldn't find anything online of actual good text of it or a PDF or anything unfortunately so that kind of peters out the nazi antarctic bases um but it doesn't end there with the nazi strangers and a lot of these a lot of these conspiracy theories are nazi centric that i found right because that's just they they were up to so much crazy shit you know like some of that hokey shit you see in indiana jones was like shit they were really trying to do sure you know they're like they were looking for artifacts like the hitler had the spear of destiny because he thought it was like gonna help him like become ruler of the world which, like, the Spear of Destiny, you know what that is. It's uh, the spear that was allegedly used to pierce Jesus' side. No shit. Yeah, while he was on the cross. And um, Napoleon had it at one point, uh, and it passed through his hands, and it got lost for a while. Hitler somehow ended up with it, I think, after taking it from somewhere in Europe after it resurfaced. Because, like, they had that time when the Nazis were sitting in power and taking all these countries. They were just collecting, like, all the resources, all the art, all the artifacts, like anything they could get their fucking hands on. Jeez. They were just claiming it and taking it. That's where you get all the Nazi gold stuff from. Like, yeah. And I mean, we know Hitler's like tapped into some esoteric shit. Yeah. So of course he would want, like, give me the spear that literally pierced Christ. Right. And like, then it's rumored that whoever holds that, like is destined to become a great person, essentially. Like it's, wow. it's part of like that mythos of becoming like, 
king of the world, essentially, you know, kind of shit. I mean, look at what Napoleon was like for his time, Jeez. you know? So I think yeah, they, he was I, a manlet. Yeah. And he did a lot for a manlet, dude. Shit. Yeah. So that kind of, and so Hitler being into all that esoteric shit, where did he get that interest from? You know, what drove that? Right. Enter the Thule Society. Another Nazi kind of conspiracy thing. Is this where he got like his Vril shit from? Yeah, the, yeah. the Thule Society was in the Vril energy and all that kind of shit. And it's uh, it was a German occultist and Volkish, which is a uh, Volkish is like a German ethno nationalist movement. Essentially, like the racist aspect of the German, you know, we're Aryans that comes from like Helena Blavatsky's teachings, occult teachings. Mm-hmm. Who's like they consider her the mother, the mother of like modern Western occultism. You know, like she brought, she's and... the one who brought the ideas of like Aryans and the sub races and all that shit. Oh, okay. She brought all that shit of that ancient history stuff. I don't know where the fuck she got it from, but she's the one who published all that kind of shit that put those ideas out to people. Mm-hmm. And so um, they uh, they started in Munich after World War One. And they are the a lot of them were the original roots of the Nazi party. They're like the guys when Hitler first started like gaining traction. They came to him because they I think they saw him as a vehicle to bring their like stuff to the forefront, which inevitably the Nazi party really became about that. Even the swastika symbol itself is a powerful occult symbol. Mm -hmm. Even the coloring of the swastika is part of another powerful occult symboling. There's a lot of talk that like, uh, Aleister Crowley was trying really hard to link up with Hitler. And I think he never did. Right. Like, Alistair Crowley, I think, alleges that he helped Hitler like come up with the idea of using the swastika and stuff. And it's no like, shit. But Crowley was the ultimate bullshitter and evil man. So, right. you know, he's a fucking fuckhead <laughs> at the end of the day. I think you couldn't. He was the master of lies. Like, you couldn't believe a thing fucking Crowley said at the end of the day. So they had heavy beliefs in the racial doctrines pushed by Hitler. Really, Hitler had his own stuff. But then, like, the German Aryan kind of ascension thing was part of the Thule Society stuff. It wasn't just like Hitler didn't just come up with this wacky idea on his own, you know? And um, strong, They have strong beliefs in the occult and esoteric influencers of the Nazi party. Basically, like the, like I said, the Indiana Jones type relic hunting. Like It's what got Himmler really into that, and that's why the SS is all over the place, all over Europe, like stealing ancient artifacts, looking for the fucking like, Philosopher's Stone and the Holy Grail and all this shit because they were trying to collect all this shit together because they thought that they should be like the owners of it, essentially, you know, because it was going to help them reach their ultimate end of Aryan idealism. Yeah. So uh, the Thule Society seems to come off as kind of a German Masonic order to me. Like they were even kind of structured and like they even influenced the SS to where the SS is actually structured after the Jesuit order. Like the ranking structures and stuff. Uh huh. It's just a mirror of the Jesuit order. So they were trying to create... It almost seems like the Germans and the Nazis were trying to create, like, you could say it was like a precursor to what we see with the New World Order now. Sure, which is why we always say the Nazis never left. Exactly. Because exactly. it all kind yes. of rolls exactly. over. You know, even even going back to the Holy Roman Empire and turning into the Third Reich, turning yeah. into the World Economic Forum. And yeah. It's like, we know about, you know, Klaus Schwab's history. We know about the people like George Soros and, like, how he was—he actually played like a hand in the Holocaust. Yeah, we know about all the scientists we got off the hook at Nuremberg, like Werner von Braun, who came and worked for us, and we're supposed to excuse them because oh, now they work for the state. Yeah, you know, and 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 ah, the whole thing makes yeah. my skin crawl. Yeah, it's fucking creepy at the end of the day, dude. So yeah, the, it's, it was a Masonic order of its own in the sense that the members were reaching all tiers of society, kind of like how our cops are all Masons and like. 
a lot of politicians are Masons. It's always the big movers and shakers. So you could go into German upper echelons of society, and almost everyone was a full society member. Just like here, how a lot of those motherfuckers are Masons. Yeah. So um, to cap it off, we'll take this, and this was this will kind of give you a picture of what the Thule Society's aim and kind of vision was, right? So Dietrich Eckhart, another high-ranking Nazi and a Thule Society member and a founding member of the Nazi party, was quoted as saying, Follow Hitler. He will dance, but it is I who have called the tune. I opened his centers and vision and have given him the means to communicate with the powers. Do not mourn for me, for I shall have influenced history more than any other German. So that was like his right-hand man. That's a bone-chilling quote. And that was like his right-hand man occultist? Yeah, Eckhart was like, him and Himmler were like, those were like the top occult boys. Yeah, for sure. So they're basically... (coughs) That's why I think there was some kind of, I guess we could say supernatural or maybe even demonic influence. Right, because again, party. Hitler is kind of like the fall guy, but there was a lot of shit going on behind the scenes. It's much like, you know, when people try to blame Trump for things or people try to blame Biden for things. It's right. like there is a cast and crew behind yeah. the scenes. Like the Nazis were a well-oiled machine, man. Yeah. And and like you said, the secret society influence, the whole esotericism and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really starts to paint a picture of like, again, some really creepy skin crawl and shit. Yeah. And it, I think there was a little, uh, switch pulled in 1945 once the Nazi party was taken down. Mm-hmm. And I think our, whatever our new world order, you want to call it now was like, shit, you know, they had a thing going, right? I mean, it took all of us to fuck them up. Mm-hmm. Why don't we just rebrand that? And everybody do our gets, own thing. And everybody and, gets in on the take. Yeah, except everybody's working together this time. And everyone's in on and the And if take. you look at like a lot of the political machinations, because the rise and fall of the Third Reich goes into that stuff, of all the stuff that happened and the appeasement that happened before World War II actually started, mm-hmm. they were trying their hardest to like bring Germany into the fold and be like, yo, like operate with us on the world stage. Like, Let's not do this war thing. And Hitler was so intent on like, no, I'm going to fuck everyone up who gets in my fucking way. Would you think that has maybe parallels to Russia? Oh, where, for sure. Like, you know, because Poodler, dude. Well, that's that's <laughs> our big, but that's our big I kid, question. I <laughs> our big question, though, is like, is this all part of the plan, or is Russia a rogue state? So, yeah. if if that's the case, you know, maybe it is like the Nazis still trying to get Russia on their side. Like it's it's east versus west. Maybe Russia, Putin, and them they're still and, holding out. And that's why know? they make that tongue in cheek comparison. You know, right? Yeah, it's because maybe maybe we're trying to welcome them into the fold. Maybe there's just a still a couple pieces of the puzzle. Like, I just want to play ball my way, dude. Yeah, dude. I'm I don't ball know. My way. That's trippy. Yeah. So uh, next we move on. This one isn't Nazi centric. This is a little U.S. one. I think we've all probably heard one iteration of it or not. Uh, the Philadelphia Experiment. I've heard it talked about a lot. What exactly was that? All right. So the Philadelphia Experiment. It was a story that first surfaced in 1955. And a, a former merchant mariner named Carl M. Allen sold a, sent a self-annotated book titled The Case for the UFO. It was like another book that was written by someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sent it to a Navy research lab, and it was in a package titled Happy Easter. And he just sent it to him. And there was notes written all in the margins of the book that in three different shades of blue ink that appeared to be a conversation, like a dialogue between three different three different people who were all writing things in this book. Um. His account was widely believed to be a hoax, and the Navy maintains that there was never such an experiment. But the account of experiment is that the Navy was attempting to render a ship invisible. So, I'm sure 
you know, there was a lot of wacky shit going on when the military industrial complex was at its initial swing up mm-hmm. in the 40s and 50s. We have UFOs crashing. A lot of UFOs starting to appear. All kinds of wacky shit going Yo, on. Yo, were they getting their technology from Agartha? Where do you think DARPA came from? Weird experiments they were doing. They're like, we just need a group for this. Yeah. You know? So, let's see. They were trying to make a ship invisible. An experiment allegedly based on Einstein's unified field theory. The idea of uniting electromagnetism and gravity into one single field, essentially or possibly using large electrical generators to bend light around an object via refraction. So, essentially, you bend light around it, which essentially renders it invisible in the space that it's in. Mm -hmm. So... The account of the actual true event of this is the story you get like when you watch ancient aliens and they talk about it, you know, essentially. So the USS Eldridge, which was the ship, was outfitted with the equipment for the experiment in Philadelphia Naval Shipyard. The testing began in 1943 and was supposedly successful. The initial test. Uh, The test rendered the Eldridge nearly invisible. Some witnesses reported a greenish fog where the ship was. So it kind of, it was like... It, it kind, was the Flying Dutchman. It kind, Yeah, it kind of disappeared, but it kind of didn't, you know? It mm-hmm. didn't fully envelop it, but it seemed like it sort of worked. Um, but when the ship reappeared, some, this is where it starts getting wacky. Some of the sailors had hands and feet and shit fused to the fucking bulkheads. What? Yeah. Uh, and down below deck, there was one guy who actually had like fused through a wall, completely through a wall. Like one half of him was on one side and his legs were on the other. That's so weird. It's yeah. so, um, and a pot and a like a, he clipped through the wall. Yeah, he clipped through the fucking wall. He <laughs> made him clip through the wall, and uh, he broke the boundaries of the game. <laughs> they clipped Jesus. through the wall, and so on top of that, like a bunch of the sailors who were on the ship during the test, like went bonkers. They lost their fucking. They minds. Go, They get sick. Yeah, or... like it got nauseous, vomiting, like a bunch of crazy shit happened. All and the then they went full there. schizo, probably because they saw like some weird. Probably time portal went to fucking war. hyperborea and was like what the fuck yeah like, yeah so when the ship re- yeah we did that okay so the equipment the next test they did the equipment was apparently not properly calibrated so not only did the ship go invisible but it emitted this blue flash of light and allegedly appeared 200 miles away in norfolk virginia and so, so they just teleported and it. another group of sailors saw the boat appear witnessed it it lingered there for a minute before disappearing again and reappearing back in Philadelphia. Was it a, was it, did it just appear there? Do you think it just showed up? So it physically transported and just popped there. It just, it went pop. Well, if they were bending light, they could have like just, it could have just refracted them. It could have showed up there projection. of. But yo, how crazy would it be if like, I mean, I've heard, uh, even in like popular science magazines and articles that they can, they can teleport like single atoms. Like they can, they can do that. All right. And so that's why, like, they're working they on... They can do it on a small scale. Yeah. So, like, they're not sending people, but I don't know. Is DARPA sending people? Like, that's the thing. You send a guy through and he comes back inside out. <laughs> yeah. It's like a Rick and Morty gag, but, like, they're actually doing it. Yeah. But it's like, that's yeah, the sad part. It's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so... And that's kind, of, uh, that's kind of the whole thing on that is, like, it was just a really weird thing, but it... People maintain, the official narrative maintains that this guy just made this shit up. And he was allegedly quoted as saying when asked about it years later that he made that shit up to scare the author of the book because he had some beef with the author of that UFO book. Mm-hmm. So, 
Could so, be a hoax. But the book that was getting passed around, was that like the original notes and like people he, were... Yeah. It was the DOS. It was the DOS, yeah. He, he, somebody he got the stuff. DOS. Yeah, he wrote all this shit and he claims to be a witness of it. You know, but obviously it's hush hush. I wonder if you could FOIA request the Philadelphia experiment or how redacted all that shit would be. Well, they maintain be... that there's no, there was no such thing ever. Oh, that it wasn't. The even... Navy maintains that that never fucking had. There was no such thing. But those ships existed. Those ships exist. The USS Eldridge and like the USS Andrew Fulsif, those were real ships. So it's like, well. Okay. Again, how much of the official narrative do you want to believe? Yeah, exactly. exactly. I want to believe I'm fucking Agent Mulder all day, baby. Yeah, right. Samwise Mulder. Like, I want to believe. <coughs> this is very nature, very nature of our existence. So um, now we're back to the Nazis. Hell yeah. We got the Nazi moon base. Ooh. It was funny when I looked it up because the picture it showed, it's like the base is shaped like a swastika. And I'm like, why would they make a swastika shaped base? That just doesn't, that doesn't seem like a proper utilization of space. Like it's just, <laughs> that seems very inefficient. Like, no, it has to be this shape. You don't understand. Like he's some weird, like Dr. Evil villain. Yeah. Like literally it's like, like it the has laser to on be, the moon. Like, no, my lair no, yeah. needs to be perfect. So there's claims that Nazis landed on the moon 27 years before we actually did it. Which, as we know, Werner von Braun was working on rockets for a long fucking time over there. I mean, he, he be... had all the money and resources in the fucking world to make that shit happen. And it'd be cute if space was real. And they claim that they teamed up with the Japanese to do it, which, I, you know, that's where they kind of lost me. I'm like, well, what would they provide? Tokyo was mostly made out of wood and got firebombed to shit. So I'm going yeah, to say that what they, they may not have with? had an advanced space program going on. <laughs> just, just a theory. But so. They were too busy killing prisoners of war and stuff. So the effort was led by Nazi scientists headed by the SS General Hans Kammler, who, again, we talked about before. He's the guy who allegedly committed suicide, but then FOIA request documents showed years later in 46. That's right. That he was still fucking alive and getting interrogated by the U.S. Army. He's that guy. And never was seen again. Okay. Never went to Nuremberg. He's the guy who designed the showers. That's right. He, he was, was the, the architect. plumber. He was the architect. He was the plumber and the architect. Yeah. I mean, he's the one who came up with the whole system of extermination. That Again, Hitler didn't get all these wacky ideas on his own. Like, the way they paint him, it's like he's the only person who came up with all this shit. Exactly. And they know, don't Yeah, like, guys got tried at Nuremberg, but it's the like... Machines. Yeah, it was a whole system there of these dudes doing this kind of shit. And Kammler was in charge of, like, trying to get Von Braun to put nukes on his fucking rockets. That's right. And, like, he was the one who was in charge of the V2 project. Von Braun just worked on the engines and stuff like it's a lot of this stuff was being driven by Connor. So I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility to think that they may have been doing some shit like that. Mm -hmm. So um, let's see as yeah, the rapid rise in UFOs in 1940s is attributed to this theory that they were Nazi test craft. All right. So that's kind of like nowadays where you have those T three, four B's and stuff. You ever heard about those? The, tri- like the, the triangular shape. Oh, the triangles. The triangles, yeah. The triangles that have like the weird-looking jets under them and stuff. They're basically like super advanced uh, like Blackhawks, yeah, right? Yeah, like super stealth fighters yeah. or some crazy shit. I mean, it's a, they're apparently capable of outer atmosphere travel, if you want to believe that. That's so, wild. The par- yeah, and the Nazis even did develop, like, they had the Nazi bell. Remember seeing that thing? There's, oh, yeah. There's pictures of that thing, so it was something. And uh, there was some in- famous incident. It's like Kuna's... Kunis Grotz or something like that that happened where 
people claim they saw this bell-shaped object flying through the air and it had swastikas on the fucking side of it. And they were... Nazis... There's documents actively showing that Nazis were trying to figure out how to make something that was anti-gravity. Sure. Like, that was a, one of their research projects. They were into that shit. So, no one knows how far they got because, like, when we stormed in there, shit fell fast. You know, D-Day was 1944. And then by 45... Uh, like April of 45 it was over you know so like shit fell apart fast like shit got destroyed there's probably tons of documents that just never surfaced you know of the shit that they were fucking up to absolutely so this also ties back to the Nazis in South American Antarctica claiming that there were many tests done from both of those places involving the Nazi space program which can I think would coincide with probably a lot of UFO sightings around the area in the time. Got Admiral Byrd with the Tic Tacs and all the other stuff that they saw, you know. Yeah, and the weird there's shit that, that schizo. There's that schizo Admiral Byrd flight log transcription that talks about how like he was in the North Pole and then he got sucked into a tractor beam and um, immediately spit got out the other side and went to Hollow Earth or Agartha or whatever. And I mean, all that stuff's cool. All that stuff's fun, but it really does. It's like. It does get kind of creepy because it's like, okay, Agarthans, they talk about they're like a super Aryan race. Yeah, yeah. So, like, Hitler, with all his esotericism and the whole machine and their obsession with that, their poster child was the Aryan race. Yeah. Like, were they were they trying to achieve... Like, and even the idea and concept of eugenics, like, I mean, I'm not super hip to it, but, like, yeah. there are you know, objectivists, I think, and like materialists who would probably argue that eugenics could be a good thing. Sure. And that's probably how they were approaching it is like, you know, the, the fucking super race, what they call it, the fucking the Ubermensch, the Ubermensch, yeah, right? The Uberman. So you start connecting the dots with like, okay, well, why is there sketchy Nazi spacecraft? Why are we talking about aliens in the fucking center of the earth? Right. Why are they Aryan? Why does the Nazi party love Aryans? Sure. Like you start drawing all these connections and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. And the, the other thing was like, they, if you look at the technology that the Reich had, like the level of their technology was on, it was so far advanced beyond the allies. Like anything we had, it was insane how advanced some of their stuff didn't was. weren't they their like tank engineering their tanks. I was about to say the they basically yeah, the tigers invented and panthers. Tanks. Dude, yeah. I mean, they invented what the modern tank became, you know, like they, they were the ones who came up with like the way to armor them, the way they were structured, the way they're built, what they're capable of. Like, well, that that's was a big shit. thing. That's a big thing about just German culture in general, though, mm -hmm. is like superiority and efficiency. That's yeah. another big thing. Hyper-autism. It's hyper-autism for people. sure. Autism the people. <laughs> but that whole idea of efficiency, you know, tying in with eugenics, but like we meditate on efficiency and we talk about like humans aren't efficient. We're messy creatures. And so you have like this entity, the New World Order, the Nazis, the Holy Roman Empire, whatever you want to call them, but they're obsessed with like this transhuman, like being better than ourselves yeah. in like their own weird twisted version of yeah. what that would look like. And the NWO just rebranded that. The, I think the people, yeah. the people who grasp for the reins of power in this world, who've been doing it through the centuries, have been really good at rebranding in sure. into whatever they next iteration of what they are. Is. Mm -hmm. But they also, they always seem like they have the same goal. But it seems like that whole like obsession with efficiency we talk about german watches and like yeah. iphones are actually assembled there i think because they it's like super quality maybe engineered 
or maybe engineers. Because I was in Chinese. They got the Chinese in the Foxconn factory doing true, that shit. Yeah, got the suicide nets, bro. <laughs> but uh, no, their their whole system is just built around superiority and efficiency, and that's like decidedly anti-human. For sure. Like that's if you're it's a light robotic. worker, like yeah, it's, it's robotic. It's you anti-human. can't be on that level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't be a eugenicist bringing the light. Like it don't work like that. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's inherently dark energy stuff. Yes. So it's widely known that there was a huge interest in spaceflight amongst the Third Reich, and they did actually develop a flying saucer, which is the Horton Ho 229 Flying Wing, which is strange because it very much resembles our B-2 stealth bombers, which mm. I wouldn't be shocked if they just took that and was like, there we go, That's uh, we're going to keep that one. Yeah. That's a good idea. We're going to keep that on the roster. I mean, then 20, what is it? I think the first stealth bombers were invented uh, probably 20, 30 years later, something like that. So it's not it's not shocking to find out that like that was a thing. I mean, they operated jets in combat before we did. They had the ME two two six, which was a fully operated jet plane. Only a few of them really ran towards the end of the war because they didn't have fucking resources. They were cut off. But still, that was like hyper advanced for the forties. People forget there was a literal jet plane in the forties that the Nazis were using. Well, that's crazy because World War One, there were countries that were sending cavalry still. Oh, dude, World and War so, II there was. The Polish had to fight them yeah. with tanks. They had to fight them with horses, with tanks. So you're <laughs> talking about existing in the same timeline. Yeah. Cavalry <laughs> versus tanks and jets. That's berserk, dude. How's yeah. that for some perspective? Yeah, the Polish got fucked up in that one. Ugh. The Hussars got fucked up. Well, you know what they say about the Polacks. <laughs> They're not the brightest. <laughs> I, you know what, I would have, I would have seen one tank and been like, "Yo, you know, let's turn hey, this ship around." They're brave though. I'll give them that. Brave and stupid. Yeah, brave and stupid. Brave and very stupid. So they're just a bunch of lennies out there. They're just all lenny from of mice and men, just like a bunch oh, no. of lennies on horses. <laughs> just brave and stupid, man. Just hey, that's that's your legacy. Yeah, Poles. buddy, Go you ahead. can charge the tanks all day. <laughs> by the river <laughs> so um and again reiterate at the end is many nazi scientists were recruited by the u.s after the fact lots of them came over here and did a bunch of stuff with us they aided in uh, they a lot of them aided in our efforts to finish off japan after you know that kind of stuff it's just it's a whole debacle you know so uh, on to the last little fun one. This one's just kind of a, a goofy one. Um, Hitler only having one ball. He was Lance Armstrong out he there. He had one nut. She. Yeah. Was he born with it? I don't think so. So it was originally an urban legend and a song that school children sang in England, you know, which is like it rose up during the time when they were just getting relentlessly bombed by V2 rockets. So, you know, like, Hitler only has one ball. You know, there's, like, a song you can find online of that. It's pretty funny, actually. It's basically, it's a 1940s troll. Yeah, they were trolling him, basically, yes. Yeah. It's like what they, you know, when they troll Trump and tiny hands, micro penis, you know, mm-hmm. that same kind of idea, I think. And um, so this originally the story was told that he lost a testicle in World War II and there was a field medic who testified that he treated him after he got shot in the Battle of Somme and it hit him through the groin and took one of his nuts out. Jeez. But... His childhood doctor refuted these claims, saying that his generals were perfectly normal. Like, so I don't know. You can take from that what you will. But medical records later surfaced after the beer hall putsch in 1923 that he got jailed for after it failed that showed during a medical examination, a doctor noted that he had one undescended testicle. So he had both of them, just one was hanging out up there. Oh, yeah, one of those deals. Yeah, yeah. But 
that's pretty much it on that one. There ain't too much else there. Like a lot of the research was just the same article repeating fucking Hitler's only got one ball, you know, that kind Is of that, shit. Is that, do you think that contributed? You think Hitler was pretty low T? I, I mean. Seems like he might have been a little bit of a low T guy. He that shrie- was a low T rage moment. He gets described as shrieking quite a bit. Shrieking? Yeah, he was described as a shrieker. Like Not, in, in a lot uh, of the like rise and fall of the Third Reich stuff, they would the guy would talk about when he'd like freak out and start yelling at people, and they'd say Hitler began shrieking. <laughs> I'm like, oh, all right, so that's how he acted. Jeez, yeah, and I'm sure the meth didn't help. Yeah, I mean, dude, if you're keyed up like that, you're probably gonna be tweaking, tweaking and screaming. But yeah, so he's no Rasputin. Rasputin had a hog. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like yeah. when you're that chill. That Rasputin was BDE. Just he was up. He was fucking them all and <laughs> just Zars like and doing and doing magic. Yeah, he was fucking czars Honestly, and doing living magic. Living the coolest hermit life possible, but you know, not a hermit, but the hermit esoteric lifestyle. He was the first schizo Chad for sure. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we we don't give Rasputin enough love. <laughs> no sir, no sir. Oh man. Well, that was fun. Anything yeah. else? Oh, yeah. Anything else on your mind, buddy? Probably not. Lifting in the ruins. Yeah. Soon. Very soon. Very soon. Probably recording this weekend. Getting a pilot up and running. We got cameras coming in, folks. It's happening. It's happening. We're going to start doing some content. I'm about it. You about it? I'm about it.